Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin. Hey everybody, welcome to Bitcoin Roundtable. Uh, I'm your host, Darren, with uh, my buddy Vince over here beside me, and uh, the lovely Libby. Are you the producer? Is that what you call yourself? Our producer. She's the producer, making sure all the uh, technical aspects of the podcast are taken care of. um, You know, a while back... um, Vince and I got involved in Bitcoin, and um, we've learned a bit of things about it. And we r- often run into people that are curious about Bitcoin, or during the conversation um, about Bitcoin, a lot of uh, misconceptions um, seem to pop up. And so we kind of decided to get this podcast together to. Talk about Bitcoin to somebody who may not necessarily know what it is. Try to give a bit of a candid conversation about what we perceive it to be. And um, go from there. In I guess one of the important things to state is uh, don't listen to us and take our word as financial advice uh, we don't want you to by all means <laughs> invest any money uh, based on what we're saying uh, we you know like like everything in life uh, there are risks inherent with any decisions you make and when it comes to bitcoin um, it can easily be argued that it is riskier a, a very risky and highly volatile financial instrument so um what I have seen in my experience um, is that those who invest more than they're willing to lose um, get very stressed out and eventually get out of Bitcoin um, with less money than they put into it. Um, they treat it as an investment. And, and Darren, um, don't they make a lot of mistakes once they've got all their money invested in it and they can't handle the fluctuations? Well, it's not really a mistake, but you know, if you've got more money and then you're willing to lose and all of a sudden it drops, it gets, you know, it, it drops in value in a significant way, it kind of forces your hand and that you need to get out even at a loss. Yeah. So that's my general warning about Bitcoin. <laughs> There's many warnings. Um, I love it, but you have to be very careful because there is risks inherent when you're dealing with Bitcoin and... Okay, let's talk a little more about Bitcoin. Well, aside from the risk of investing more than you're willing to lose, there's um, if you don't know what you're doing, it's um, some people have wound up losing their investment in Bitcoin um, just because it's a bit technical, and for whatever reason, forgetting your password or trusting somebody who wants to help you out with Bitcoin that you don't necessarily know very well. Um, <laughs> it, it, it has happened where um, people have lost their Bitcoin just um, by trusting somebody. And once that person gets their password or the address, then they can literally go in and um, take your Bitcoin. So I just wanted to start it off with a bit of a 
warning to make sure that um, you don't jump into Bitcoin without um, learning about it and understanding it. So. And I, I believe we're going to cover an awful lot of that in our next three or four podcasts. And, you know, by the time we launch, people will, you know, they'll understand. Like, we don't want to necessarily scare people off it. We're, we can get to a point where we go through security. No, but I don't want to get phone calls from people saying, you know, I lost all my money because, you know. Yeah, okay, let's just put it out there right now, people. <laughs> Don't, do, don't put any money in Bitcoin. You know, why I, you, know, you know why I got involved in Bitcoin? Real, real simple. I looked at it like I was going to go away to Vegas, and I haven't been to Vegas for a while, so I took a little bit of money, and I put it in Bitcoin. Yeah. If I lose it, yeah, suck, but yeah. I won't really care, and that's... Right, right. So, yeah, exactly what you're saying out there to everybody is uh, don't, you know, don't sell the farm on this. Um, you're going to read a lot of stories, and that's what that's what ultimately gets people uppity about Bitcoin is that they want to go because they hear stories about the guy that sold their Malibu home for two million, and then you know went ahead and did it in Bitcoin, and it doubled the next week. Like, put a little bit in, try it out. Yeah. So, okay, now that we got that. Um... Yeah, thank you. Now that everybody's scared, people don't be scared. It's a, it's a very, very, very interesting thing, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Okay. So, Libby, what is Bitcoin? Oh, gosh. No, I'm the producer. Oh, you're the producer? You're the answer that? You're the host. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Darren. You, I still t- don't t- really know. That's why we're doing this podcast. Tell, okay. tell us what your version of what Bitcoin is. Um, Bitcoin is a global virtual currency um, that is not backed by any government and uh, only has value because there are enough people around the world that assign a value to it. Basically, if you think something has value and enough people think something has value then it has value and that and that is bitcoin Um, the part of the reason so many people assign a value to bitcoin is well for a couple reasons but um number one it's a fully it's a non-physical currency you can't hold it in your hand when a transaction is processed in Bitcoin, it is processed through a decentralized network, meaning that there are um, hundreds and thousands of computers that essentially put this transaction <laughs> um, on the network. And it's effectively um, a publicly accessible ledger that literally tracks the address of each and every Bitcoin that is in existence. So every time I send a Bitcoin to somebody, purchase something with Bitcoin, there is a record of it that you can go on a ledger and look at. Yeah. um, All all just numbers, it's not names, right? Each Bitcoin that is in existence is 
will be located within an address. Um, and that address is, oh gosh, it's an alphanumeric address. Um, it can be between 26 to 35 uh, alphanumeric characters, meaning letters and numbers. Words? And, uh, not words, no. no. It, it's, it's just a unique address, yes. and it's made up of enough letters and numbers that the address is very unique, and all the Bitcoins are stored in these various addresses. Uh, hmm. Now, if you own Bitcoin, what it means, uh, say you own a half a Bitcoin, okay. and you have it in one location, uh, this Bitcoin will be on the public ledger, you know, uh, half of a Bitcoin will be assigned to such an alphanumeric address and you will literally be the only, well, you will be the owner of this address, meaning that, um, you know, putting in your password or a specific login, you will be able to uh, send Bitcoin from this address to a different address. Um, now, anybody can look in this address and see what Bitcoin are in it. Um, they don't necessarily know it's your address. Yes. Um, and they also, if they own Bitcoin, they can send money to that address um, without needing your approval. You just basically say, this is my address, and if you want to send some money, go ahead. Um, so if you want to send me money, I just send you my address? That's right. Um, <laughs> and on the Internet, it's... Uh, or, you know, even um, if sometimes in public speaking events, mm -hmm. they'll have a they'll have a a, f um, a piece of paper with a 3D barcode. Yes. Um, and that address is effectively the 3D barcode. So often in your iPhone or your Android phone or whatever you have, you can scan the 3D barcode and send Bitcoin. Mm. So it's, it's an easy way that facilitates simple sending of money. Well, they keep trying to make it easier. They want to make it easier and easier and easier. So eventually it is just like a pay on your phone. Yeah. I was uh, down in Toronto today and uh, that's how most people in front of me were pot buying their coffees, their lunches, all on their phones. Yeah. yeah. The more people start accepting Bitcoin, you'll start seeing it trade like that. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Eventually, right? Mm -hmm. Or maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's... The nice thing about Bitcoin is it's peer-to-peer, -peer, meaning, mm -hmm. you know, um, I can send money to any address I like, and the only person that you is... You don't need permission? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I, I just send it to anywhere I want, to anyone I want, any, any wallet address I want, and there's no one in between to tell me what I... You know, if I can or I can't, or if I'm sending too much money, um, you know, and that's the beauty of Bitcoin is it. It is your money. You choose what you want to do with it, and can't, can't unlike be. a bank, and uh, you know, and for that also, just to clarify, uh, because it is your Bitcoin. There is no bank to protect it for you, meaning that you have to protect if you yourself. own Bitcoin, you need to protect it. So but if you that take your Bitcoin and put password. it in a wallet, right? Sorry. Well, I mean, you know, if you lose your password and 
uh, to your Bitcoin wallet unless you have a backup. But let's say you don't lose your password, you put it in a wallet. Can it ever be cracked? Like it's, it's not like well, a computer, it can't be hacked, right? Well, that's a pretty deep question. Yeah, sure. Hmm, okay. You know, much like... Uh, If someone puts a safe in front of you, and you have a, a hammer and three sticks, then, you know, maybe in a thousand years you might be able to crack it, right? That's, Bitcoin's the same. Um, right. You know, it's, 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 it's very unlikely. It shouldn't, I imagine an awful lot of people lose their passwords before they're ever stolen from them or guessed. Yeah, yeah. So, so I guess what I'm saying is, uh, the biggest threat or risk to your Bitcoin, um, in my opinion, has been shown to be um, the risk of the owner of the Bitcoin itself forgetting their password or, or for whatever reason, not having... Um, a backup to their password in place and uh, yes. and essentially being unable to access their own Bitcoin um, I, right. I, I think um, I think I read on uh, the Bit the reddit uh, Bitcoin uh, forum a while ago that approximately four million Bitcoin has um, in, through whatever um, <laughs> through whatever processes they f figured out, they they basically assume that four million of the approximate sixteen million Bitcoin in existence are lost, meaning that um, People perhaps someone bought Bitcoin and then they've passed away and they didn't leave um, passwords, passwords, or even maybe. Maybe the um, the next of kin doesn't even know they have Bitcoin, or or they had Bitcoin. It's, it's effectively they, lost. I've also heard they say that a bunch of that could also be uh, people who bought it really, really, really early when it was worth almost nothing, and they threw their computer away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Isn't there a guy that threw his computer in a dump, and you find out he threw in like twenty million or something, and they tr they tried to petition the city, and they wouldn't let him go into the dump to look for it. Yeah, 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 it's things like that. I mean, back in the early days, when Bitcoins were, I mean, the value of a Bitcoin was almost next to nothing, so you could spend 100 bucks and probably buy 10,000 Bitcoin. Wow. Um, you know, and then <laughs> and people would, people might spend 10 bucks or 100 bucks, and then, you know, a year or two later, forget about it, or their hard drive dies, or they throw their computer with all their access codes on it. Yeah. And, and... Of course, now when it's worth you know, a um, hundred thousand times or fifty thousand times the value of what once was, right? Um, you know, then they realize that uh, they threw out what is now worth a, f a small fortune. So, um, so yeah. uh, basically, yeah, you. So four four million will never ever come back into existence. Is what Probably not. Yeah, fair enough. But, you know, the thing about Bitcoin is um, because the bank is not holding your money for you, you are responsible for it. So yes. if you write down your password, you know, and 
when some awful event happens, perhaps even your house burned down. Right. And it, it has happened. Like, um, you know, on Reddit, there are people that this has happened to, and they didn't have a backup. Um, and now they can't get their Bitcoin. So the, it's important to research and determine a way to always have a backup in place so you can access the Bitcoin, especially if it's a substantial amount. I, I considered putting mine into a hard wallet and then possibly putting that hard wallet into a safety deposit box. Now, I don't like giving my information into a safe, but that's, you know, how else do you hide it in your home? Sure, put it in a fireproof safe in your basement, maybe. Well, um, okay. So for those who don't know, um, there are many types of wallets um, that you can use to access and store your bitcoins. Uh, what Vince mentions is a hard wallet, which is likely a Trezor or a Nano Ledger device that um, is often purchased on Amazon. I, I like the Nano one. Okay, and uh, it, it, it's it's a, it's essentially um, oh gosh, the peers are gonna kill me on this, but um, it, it's essentially a USB stick that boots from its own flash drive that you know um, is designed to create a wallet address for you to store your bitcoin or whatever current uh, virtual currency you have that they support long term um, now there's lots of precautions that go about using the cold wallets and the instructions are very clear when you get them and they're does designed completely in a way to minimize the the risk of your bitcoins getting stolen or someone learning um, your password or passphrase yes. for stealing. So a cold wallet is um, one of the more higher secure ways to store bitcoin, usually significant amounts of bitcoin. Um, but like anything, um, if you don't know how, if you lose a way to access your, your cold wallet, it's, you're in the same boat. Um, so hmm. you can store your cold wallet in a bank, but if you don't, if you lose the password to the cold wallet, it doesn't matter because the cold, you can't get in the cold wallet anyways. So it's really all about the passwords. Some people memorize them. Um, and then every, <laughs> and then every month, you know, they, I read a story they test someone... and make sure they memorize it right. And they continually test themselves. Some people write down half of the password or seed phrases we'll get into later and they send them to someone they trust so that, you know, perhaps you have, um, uh, kin or parents and they each have um, part a partial uh, set of part uh, a portion of the password, and yes. then when they're put together, it's the whole password. So if your house burns down and your password's in it, then at least you can contact someone else who has a backup copy of that. And right. that, I mean, it it can get quite um, intricate 
but once you think once you've thought it out and have a plan it, it's quite simple but uh you know if you're dealing dealing with a hundred bucks in bitcoin i mean i guess it doesn't really matter sure but, um you know for those people who have significant money in bitcoin then you right. know it really there is no bank you are the bank yeah. so it's up to you that's i guess I that's a, what i'm saying i read a story uh i don't know about a month ago two months ago about a couple who had bought bitcoin really really early and uh the interesting thing about it was is that they took their sequence of words and whatever and they memorized the inner words but they took the last two words and they had them tattooed on each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. It's like the measures that you really don't want to lose that. Well, <laughs> of course you don't. Well, not if you've got a lot of money in it. Yep. That yeah. That would be really sad. That's right. That's right. What, what I really liked about it, and I don't have a lot of money in it. I got a little bit, but I like the fact that I want to put it away. Like, I almost don't want to have access to it. I like to take it, put it in something like that, and just... And forget about it for a while. Forget about it, and one day if Bitcoin goes... Then well, maybe like pull it out again. My brother bought in 2009, <sighs> but he was just using it to, to, as his money, because he's a gamer and... Does he, right. does he have any left? Well, no, he thought he didn't. And, right. and this was, yeah, he stopped using it a couple of years ago. And he uh, he was like, oh, he thought he didn't have any left. And mm. he had, I think, a fifth of a Bitcoin left, which is now, right. <laughs> now worth like £15,000 or something. And he's like, oh, my God. Well, he, yeah. 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 He, uh, he was pleased to get a little bit left. But he, he'd forgotten he had it. like he, Or he presumed he spent it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's not... That's a common story with the early adopters. Um, it was, it it was initially a a great, it was used as a virtual currency. Like you know, you bought some so you could spend some elsewhere, and uh, it was. It it is and was continued was and it continues to be a, a, a really interesting, alternative. Currency. Yeah, and and you know one day I do like the fact that the value is going up, but uh, one day it would be really nice to you know be able to walk into Starbucks and buy a coffee with a percentage of a Bitcoin because I own Bitcoin because I got in and bought a little bit. And yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken actually just uh, last I, week. I read that. Yeah, they're. Uh, yeah. You know they ran a, a Twitter promotion. I think it they, was they called sold the big- out called the bitcoin bucket yeah libby sent that over to me and at that time i was reading it in the paper and i believe they sold out like really quickly oh yeah yeah much much more um demand than anticipated for sure but the funny thing was that the value of the chicken was outrageous because they were charging the equivalent of twenty dollars in bitcoin plus there was a transaction fee that everybody had to pay so i think i don't quote me but i think somewhere around 35 dollars for a bucket of chicken yeah. But oh, yeah everybody just loved it so much because they wanted to pay in bitcoin yeah yeah 
Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So now what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we um we picked up a domain name um, for the blog. It's called bitcoinroundtable.org. Org. Okay. Well, not .com cuz everything bitcoin.com has already been sure completely sold, so um so yeah, might take a bit, but we're going to um, set up uh, on the website. We're planning to have a list of resources that anyone interested in learning about Bitcoin can go to. It's not going to be um, overly complex or uh, get into a lot of the details about it, but um, what we wanted to do is provide an information resource that isn't biased. We're not out to sell you anything. Um, Our objective is to try to provide you with as much true information about Bitcoin as possible and send you off to uh, various various sites that, um, you know, you can trust. Uh, One of the, well, it might seem strange to say, but one of the most trusted places you can go is Reddit. Um, there's a Bitcoin uh, subreddit, they call it. It's essentially, a, Reddit is just a huge online forum. Um, the subforum is all about Bitcoin. I think there's 600,000, maybe 700,000 members signed up there now. And there is a, just a, a huge amount of information about Bitcoin on there. And, um, you know, and you can even sign up and ask questions and get your answers there as well. So most of what I learned about Bitcoin was on Reddit. Um, There's a lot of very smart people that know a lot about Bitcoin, a lot more than I do. Um, And uh, there are also some people who, like anywhere, there's some nefarious characters that you have to watch out for <laughs> so never give out your passwords to your bitcoin wallets on reddit and such but i mean that's really just common sense so um anyways we'll hope to get that site up and running within uh a couple days and it's not going to be a beautiful perfect site by any means but um we're going to try to have some information on the website to back up what we're talking about i'm on instagram are we on Instagram? On Facebook. And, and Facebook. Facebook. Wow. Yeah. Doesn't mean I have to get on Facebook, does it? It might. Oh, come on. I don't want to get back. Okay, we, don't need, to, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, you don't have to. Well, you just, thank you, everybody. Okay. okay. And, you know, thank you for taking part in this. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, we're sharing ideas where, you know, why we started this, Darren, you know, talked about in length at the beginning is that we just want to create a conversation about it. Well, we are conversationing about it. Conversationing about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Keep drinking, boys. Oh, yes. Did we mention that we do drink wine while we talk about this? Actually, Libby makes us, she thinks it calms us down a little bit. I don't make you, I just suggest it. Oh, I'm sorry. She suggests it. Yeah. <laughs> Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin.